and welcome back to another episode of the Blackwatch Reports on our new night, Sunday evenings, 6 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Thorn Rain, and the co-host, Mr. Kyle Wynn. How you doing tonight, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, it's weird with the new night. It's like yeah. I legit almost forgot until you messaged me. I'm like, oh, crap, we got the that podcast today, huh? Like, <laughs> oh, I should probably watch the the winners and losers finals, huh? Because I only watched the semifinals, like just burning through matches at like 11 o'clock this morning. So still getting used to it. But if this is what the contender schedule is, this is what our schedule has to be. So yep. here we are. Yeah, because uh, we had some some trials announcements we'll talk about in the news, and it it fits the new schedule like we we called it. We we're good on that one. But um, anything fun and interesting this week? I saw you were uh, on skate a little bit more. I've been playing skate. I got my friend and I got into Dota. Uh. So I'm playing <laughs> Dota. Man, Mostly just... just versus bot games, just to like learn for a bit, just because we don't want to like have that the pressure some kid yelling at us who's got like seven thousand hours in the game while we're like okay well i'm just gonna learn how to who's this guy how does he move what's his attack do whatever mm. so that's been fun like playing multiplayer games with friends but not versus like other people or with people you don't know is i think the ultimate way to play because you just toxic teammates are what always ruins the games for me and so yep. just avoiding that so it's kind of learning a new game is fun so yeah it's been it's an entirely different type of game too. I'm like getting carpal tunnel too because I was right clicking all the dang time. I'm like I have never right clicked so much in my life. I always left click if I'm like holding, you know, doing any FPS game. It's always left click. I never use it. And just like, it's it's an entirely new ball game and it's pretty fun. Playing Diablo, I, f- I feel that. Um, yeah, yep, Diablo. Me and the me and the son still on the Diablo grind. We finished out the season twenty one journal, so I got the sweet little like lizard in a beaker on a <laughs> robot pet i don't know it's weird um nice. took uh me and my son we go out to this gaming center uh they're back open you gotta you know social distance and mask and everything um but we uh we went out there and we took his buddy and uh my daughter for the first time and both of them are console players but we bought time for pc so we jumped into Overwatch uh, with me, my son, my daughter, and his buddy, and played some Total Mayhem for their Ooh. first game ever playing on a mouse and keyboard. And <laughs> hilarity ensued, and it was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been me and my son have been playing a little bit of Overwatch, Diablo, stuff like that. Like I feel you, like playing Diablo. Just me and my kid joking around with like some random comedy YouTube going in Discord while we're playing. Like it's just mm. super chill and fun. Um it's it's nice to not have the pressure of four other people screaming at yeah. you because and you missed a shot. <laughs> yeah, and like that's like my wife and I beat Diablo together originally. We just played it on Xbox. We just sit on the living room couch playing it and did we just be like shooting the crap like the whole time just because it's such like we played on like you know easy mode or normal mode or whatever just like not super intense but like you kind of just run around and kill stuff and it's like kind of mindless you can like just have a conversation while you're gaming and it's but it's still like it's still fun at the same time so i don't know it's it's definitely one of those good games for like just like chatting and kind of 
bonding and hanging out and stuff like that. Yep. And I'm still looking for a DM and players to hopefully play some D and D with because I really like listening to Critical Role and There Will Be Dungeons. <laughs> um, just has me wanting to play so bad. I haven't played in like probably nineteen years. Jeez, it's been since before my son was born. And my son is 17, so yeah, it's probably been like 18, 19 years since I've played. Um, and I want to play. Like, just, if you know a DM, hit me up. I want to <laughs> join your group. <laughs> but uh, this is not a D&D podcast yet. Let's get down into the news. As always, news brought to you by our Patreons. This week, our Patreon is none other than Mr. Shrug. Thank you for your patronage. If you want to become a Patreon and sponsor our news, head over to patreon.com slash blackwatchreport and sign up for the $2 tier and you can sponsor the news. So, Kyle, take us away on this first bit of news here. So this is just spice. This is just a nice little bit of spice dropped by Doge. Not the team the player. Love how we have that still. Mm-hmm. Um, said another 2-0 this time against Scion would say GG's, but I don't really have much respect for team whose players are win traders, boosters, and cheaters. Lol, respect to all their teams, though. This only goes for Scion. So I think this is the first, at least I've heard about this, but like from I what I understand this, about yeah. the way that the scene works is like there's a lot of just like everyone kind of knows around like because I'm not like playing ranked all the time, so I don't know who's a win trader, a booster, or a cheater, whatever. Um, not really a whole lot of evidence behind these accusations, but there's just still some spice to keep on your radar in the meantime. Um, it's always good to just kind of keep up on who exactly is disliking who and because when these things blow up or when you have like, you know, wins where Sion comes back and beats slept on or whatever, then you've got the added spice of, well, he just called this team out last week for being win traders, boosters, and cheaters. Now there's some extra um, motivation with this team. So I th- it is interesting. There's not really much we can do at this point. It's just like an interesting idea. Well, I love seeing a little bit of scene drama between teams and mm-hmm. players like it makes it interesting. Uh, but what else is interesting is the amount of uh, material coming out of Monkey Bubble in the very near future. Because tonight at 11 p.m., um, apparently Monkey Bubble is going to be the uh, English broadcast for the uh, next summer tournament coming out of, um, I believe, the region. Uh, it's over in China. Uh, there's going to mm-hmm. be a show match between the Charge and Dragons. And then we're going to see BLG, Flag Gaming, Ignite One. um, LTP. Yeah, I don't know who LTP is. OT Blast, Runaway, uh, The One Winner, and Team CC all competing in uh, the next summer tournament here in just a couple hours. It's pretty cool. Yep, they got like all of the the good teams, which is nice to see. Uh, I think they could do with one or two more Korean teams. I think there's only two, unless I'm mistaken. But it seems like the rest are all and it, Chinese rosters. And uh, just actually glancing over at Twitter, uh, Lemon Kiwi announcing that uh, her and Leg Day will be casting uh, the Shanghai Dragons Guangzhou Charge match tonight at 11. So if you're digging the contenders coverage, check out Lemon uh, Day. I, I, I believe that's what they been calling yeah, themselves lemon, lemon day. day uh tonight over on the uh monkey bubble channel 
And then with that as well, they also announced that they will be covering EU trials this week. Uh, let me pull up the schedule here. I believe it starts Monday. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. there's some EU games Monday. Uh, and then we don't have NA announced yet, but we believe we know who it is. Um, and we assume it's going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Again, same dealio. Yep. And we'll have the trials bracket or breakdown in the later sections. Yep. Jumping over to roster moves, we've got news that Far has departed from Karasuno. Uh, we cannot thank him enough for all of his contributions to the team and wish him the best, of, uh, the best in the future as an alumni of Karasuno. Doesn't really say whether or not he got kicked or left for a better team. I have no idea, but Far was pretty good. It's just a struggling team, so it could either be they kicked him because he was the problem or he found a better team and he jumped ship. So either way, it's usually for the better. Yep. Uh, and then Mr. Always somewhere in the scene, Woo Y'all, uh, joining Runaway. Runaway's tweet says, Woo Y'all had joined Runaway as Tank. Please send support for us. Thank you. I love Korean translations to American on Twitter. They're freaking awesome. Uh, so congratulations. You kind of gleam what happened, yeah. but like at the same point, it's quite a bit like they're still working on that translation as Twitter. Yep. So, but it's it's awesome. So uh, yeah, Wu Y'all join in Runaway. Uh, potentially going to see him tonight in that uh, next Summer Cup. And then we announced that he had returned, but he hadn't quite found a home. Well, he's officially found a home. Has facility. He's now the flex DPS for the Angry Titans. Hoping to bring this team back into relevance after some tough past seasons. Like they kind of peaked a, a while ago and they've been trying to bring it back ever since. Um, I think they haven't even got out of trials thus far. Have they? Are they still in trials? They are. Where are they? Oh, they're top of. Okay, yeah, they're in trials again. They did not make it out of trials last month. Unluckily. And then. We, I believe we announced last week that uh, Iced was on Malibu. We went over the Malibu yeah. roster. Yeah. Um, Iced is no longer on Malibu because he is going to be playing for Maryville. Not the Saints, but the actual collegiate team. They've got the two teams. Uh, because he's going to be attending school out at Maryville, uh, getting an education and still competing in Overwatch, which is really cool um yeah last we saw he was on malibu for the uh this last contenders run where they finished seventh eighth um but yeah moving on getting that knowledge awesome yeah it's a bit interesting i don't know if he was for sure off the team or he might be trying to do double duty i don't know that'd be surprising though mm. um yeah it's, it's yeah there's been to see, but there's been no official announcement that he's off of Malibu, mm. but uh, he he did say that he'll be playing for Maryville. So it's either the double duty or he's he's out of uh, Malibu, which we'll have to wait and see how that plays out exactly. Interesting. So that takes us down into the quick play. We're going to go over the NA uh, contenders bracket with the weird double E limb, but not double E limb. Uh, back half of the the bracket here, um, so I will uh, I'll take the the top the the winner side, and if you want to grab the the loser side, 
So I start... see what you're doing here. You're trying to call me a loser. I understand. Uh, oh, 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 <laughs> I would never do that. So we've got uh, Team Doge going up against Odyssey and Team Doge falling 2-1 to Team Odyssey. Uh, that was the... It's It's been shockers all the way around. Um, it was a very odd week for contenders, that's for sure. Uh, along with slept on beating scion esports uh 2-0 kind of what we mentioned a little bit earlier and then slept on taking down team odyssey 3-1 in the finals to be that sole winner sending odyssey down into the lower bracket finals and then in the losers round two you had team doge taking out comically large crosshair who won their first round match but team doge take them down nick knocking them into trials for the first time this roster has seen trials since i think they were chicken contendies i would say like 2018 uh, maybe an entirely different roster nah, i think it was 19 we'll see anyways uh and then scion getting knocked down to trials as well by square one uh, Square One moving up against Team Doge, but falling to Team Doge 2-0, pushing Team Doge now into the losers' finals, where they again lose to Odyssey 2-1. So, you win this time, Blizzard. We never got the opportunity to have this kind of run back, and we kind of know that Odyssey was worse than slept on anyways. Um, so it kind of makes sense. Like, it works out, and there's no, like, upset that we can't see the true, you know, redemption match from Team Doge because they didn't even get that far. So I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not as mad, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're right, Blizzard. Doesn't mean you're right yet. So. No, not, not the least. Like we should, yeah. Go ahead. It just, it felt weird, like watching the Odyssey Doge game, and then knowing that that was it. It was just done. Odyssey didn't get a second chance to take on Slept, or yeah, go up against Slept on for the uh, the salty run back against them, which is a little disappointing. Yep, always unfortunate. Um, but let's dive into the matches here, <clears throat> covering the first one, which was the true upsetty spaghetti: Team Doge versus Odyssey, um, the first time around, and on the side of Team Doge. What map was this I even talked about? The first map. Whatever the first map was. Maybe Anubis. Um, Speedily definitely outpaced uh, Malifel. Malifel? Maltel? I don't know. Malifel on uh, the Genji on his attack. But meanwhile, when they were defending, then the attacking Genji of Malifel did significantly better. So it's kind of hard to gauge. There was no clear um, Genji difference between this particular matchup at the start, at least. when it went down to Route 66, actually, let me pull up the maps here. Cause I, yeah, it was, was. I watched this when we when it premiered what, five days ago. Anubis so. Route 66 Rialto. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anubis went to Doge. Doge two one. Route 66 was kind of the the rough one. Both teams were able to complete, and I thought Doge even had more of a time bank because they went second. Yeah. Um. Hybrid does some pretty good work on Route 66, hits some um, big flanks, uh, good dynamite and bob combos um, on those off angles, did pretty well. Um, on the other side, Vulcan proved to be pretty solid, both on the Zarya on Anubis and then Gravitic Fluxes from the Sigma 
um, proved to be big there as well. And then, let's see. I'm trying to remember exactly how this happened. So both teams completed Route 66 all the way through. Um, Odyssey was given their second attack first. And I think part of what happened was Speedily's Blades did nothing. The whole, um, I think, first attack or first round on Route 66, um, both supports, Luke Mino and Rack Attack, were nigh unkillable throughout a big chunk of that um and then on the flip side after they got their push all the way through the double doors on second or past second i think no past first um doge's turn was to attack and they got right through the double doors um speedily had blade ready to go but then both the supports on team doge got picked pretty quickly the tanks got burned out and then speedily tried to blade, but he had nothing to help. He was already down like three or four teammates and they lost that first round on route 66. Then on Rialto hybrid ends up picking, I think the widow and Malfell on the Genji was just constantly on him. He was like the backline harassment Genji or not even backline, but like the sniper harassment Genji. Um, really nullified any true effectiveness um allowing odyssey to i think hold on second attack uh team doge and then got slightly farther completed the the box of victory so it was a bit of a weird match it came pretty close it came to extra rounds both times but ultimately they kind of just choked both times to team doge like it was the opportunity they had result like they had the the potential to do it but the supports dying on the first time around and then uh Malfeld just kind of doing work in the back line uh second map or third map it just kind of was a bit too rough for them to to handle do you have any notes on these first two matches no on the first two matches i don't have any of the notes um i uh i watched but i didn't have my notes up taking notes mm. cuz there was actually a lot of matches to watch this week, and I wasn't 100% sure where we were going to be going with it. Ah, okay. <clears throat> so next up, we had the Sound Esports slept on. This was a way faster match. I have three points here to talk about. 4-3 um, on Blizzard World for slept on, and then 2-1 on Temple of Anubis. Pretty quick match. Um, I think there was some really good ult forcing out and ability forcing out from, Scion, or from slept on onto Scion. Uh, I think on the final attack, the I think Scion got first held, and it was Slepton's uh, attempt to attack, and they just needed to cap the one tick. Um, Slepton were able to like bait out the immortality field, and then oh yeah, versus the Bob. So uh, track throughout the Bob first. They use immortality field, then Dynasty had the Dragon Blade, uh, and basically they were just completely helpless and got the full team wiped and capped the first point. Um, and I think on the flip side of that, Track had the uh, really strong coach gun uh, knockback onto Sai, who was trying to basically do the fight-winning Genji Blade um, and just got knocked back and completely nullified. And then um, I think also part of it came down to a really big uh, Gravitic Flux as well uh, from Cowman 
on slept on to kind of give him that point. I don't even remember what happened on Temple of Anubis, but it went by pretty quick. So, um, slept on really having a strong performance. Two owed Malibu, two owed Scion, and then moving into those winter finals, they're gonna three one Odyssey with a draw at the start. So it wasn't yep. truly clean, but um, both of these slept on odyssey teams are kind of out of nowhere odyssey was like a trials team for like seasons and seasons and seasons finally got it out and almost kind of royal roaded it up to the top um that being said slept on technically they didn't start in trials because they got the second win spot Mm. but they technically first time this roster's played together completely new team and they went all the way to the top so impressive roster uh do you have notes you want to cover here do you want me to start Um, off no we can go right in because most of my notes tie into your your note that it's Mm. tied to so yeah we can jump right into this winner's finals um odyssey going up against slept on slept on taking it 3-1 um like you said there was that draw in the beginning um it was one of the more exciting matches that I watched. I mean, both of the Odyssey uh, Doge matches were were fun to watch. A uh, little heartbreaking coming from an Envy fan, but uh, man, slept on slept on is just like it was. It was fun to watch them play Overwatch, especially against Odyssey, who was doing so well in this tournament. Yep. Um. Let's see. Where are my notes here? Oh, yeah, this was Blizzard World. Um, it almost becomes a perfect draw on the flip side. Uh, on, luckily, they have a better time bank after completing the round. I think it was like one minute and then like three and a half or something like that. Yeah. Odyssey couldn't cap after that first minute. Meanwhile, Slept On, it literally took them until the final fight to be able to crack the point open again. Uh, almost was a double draw moving into Rialto, but luckily uh, Blizzard World did go the, the side of Slept On. Um. Then on Rialto, there's a really strong defense here. Uh, Dynasty's Genji controlling. I think they let him. They didn't let him, but they lost the first point on the corner. Then underneath the archway before the bridge is where slept on really made their their steadfast hold. Um. And this was interesting because you saw. Dynasty in the the right hand room really suppressing all of Odyssey who was going in through that room, uh, just kind of doing work there. Meanwhile, on the kind of longer angles, you had track on the widow getting big picks, including one onto the enemy bat, which was super solid. Just give him extra time, um, and that was part of the first point hold. Meanwhile, on the flip side, Malfell has blade is about to pop it and then i'm pretty sure he just gets like triple or quadruple headshot by doge and just annihilated um really just was a bit oof level but ultimately that was a pretty strong hold they won owe it and are able to cap it out uh on their attack yeah a little bit more on malthiel um he had a lot like he had a couple whiffed blades but that was more along the lines of the uh the members of slept on just being able to either kite out the blade or cc him out of it saw a couple bashes coming in on him um but one of the blades that stood out a little bit more was on that uh that temple of anubis draw um just bring this up um 
going into the extra rounds at the end, uh, point B, Malfiel has Blade, um, Dynasty has Blade, and it's basically going to come down to a battle of who can secure a better uh, Dragon Blade. Malfiel single targets uh, Dynasty, takes him out of the fight with just straight shurikens, and then that forces the team kind of off into that little nook up by the front of point B, and he pops Dragon Blade and just absolutely destroys the rest of uh, Slept On, which then um, allows them to... Uh, I believe that was on their defense. Um, prevents uh, Odyssey from... Um, I'm sorry, Slept On from getting the rest of... Uh, the tick on point B, which leads to the um, the draw on that. And then over on the other side, kind of going back to Blizzard World, um, talking more about some Genji Blades, because I wasn't really sure. I couldn't tell if it was a C9 or if it was a zoning blade. Um, Odyssey was right outside of the spawn doors, right where you cap the payload. And Dynasty Pops Blade dives in i mean odyssey had everything up they had um supercharger was going but no one came out off of that ledge to touch the the payload as dynasty dashed into the back line and the cart just kind of rolled in so it was like did he zone did did he pull enough attention away from the cart for them to get it or did they legitimately just ignore it and and just completely forget like hey i need to send somebody down to the payload because the rest of their team was sitting on the payload just riding it in yeah and then an interesting so like moving into king's row here this was a bit of an interesting one this is a high a high point game here yeah Um, minus rialto rialto was a slow but other than that like a lot of these went into extra rounds um King's Row ended up going 6-5 for Odyssey, so they had a really strong time bank going into the second round, did Odyssey, and that was off the back of Dove having a huge bob uh, right at the end there. I think got four kills or something like that. I think five total just for him. Um, so they were able to like finish that final fight before he could even get staggers and anything like that. So it was just a really crisp and clean final fight. Um... And then something interestingly I saw on the other side is Dynasty and Cowman. I think both Rialto and King's Row, we saw lots of times where Cowman would do the Gravitic Flux and pull people up into the air. Meanwhile, Dynasty would run up the wall, do like Shuriken, uh, like right-click, and then dash melee and just do the straight damage combo because these enemy members are held up in the air, basically. And he was picking off supports left and right for Odyssey. And then on the side of Odyssey... With the similar point, they really just had trouble shutting Odyssey or Dynasty. Dynasty Odyssey. That's confusing. Um, Odyssey had trouble shutting down Dynasty. Specifically, I remember a point in Mecha Base, uh, which was the final map for Busan. We saw they're trying to come through their their doors out into the main area of Mecha Base. Uh, they pop out Immortality Field as Dynasty dragon blades but then either the they kill the immortality field quickly and they don't hold it long enough to really get max value from it or they're just unable to 
take out Dynasty quick enough, and he just kind of outlasts the Immortality Field as the rest have slept on Burn It Down. But they really just were getting burned out by these Dragon Blades time and time again. Um, we've seen support players get really just dancing the line here on um, how late can they hold that Immortality Field to really get max value out of it. And it's seeming like they're they're having a bit of issues here. So I think that's kind of what one of the main issues that why Odyssey has not yet reached this this top top level of play thus far is really just getting destroyed time and time again left and right from Dynasty's Genji. Yeah, Dynasty was absolutely bananas on the Genji or slept on. So that sets up a player I hadn't really heard of too before no. this. I don't know what team he was even on. He was on Odyssey before that in phase two and then Odyssey again. So he was kind of down in the trudges of trials for the longest time until recently. Yeah, I think when we were talking about the the teams um, last week or the week before, um, Dynasty was one of those big question marks for us on Slept On. Like, you know, a couple of the other people we've heard of, we know how they play, um, but really didn't know anything about Dynasty. And he came in, you know, guns blazing. Well, shuriken, shuriken's blazing, uh, doing his, his Genji thing because, man, that boy can play some Genji. So, and then the losers finals was uh kind of basically the same thing as we saw previously. Um, mm -hmm. not quite the same maps. We saw Temple Route sixty six Rialto. This time we saw Kings Row Oasis Route sixty six. Um, Kings Row going to Odyssey here. Team Doge can't even cap the second point, which was pretty brutal to see. They got kind of held up towards the end. Meanwhile, Odyssey were able to kind of hit the second box of victory. Doge bring it back in Oasis 2-1. Route 66, first point hold for Team Doge again. It was heartbreaking. The easy one. Like, that was bad. They just seemed to be not good at this map or just mentally boomed after the last matchup they had on this map. Um was really pretty brutal, specifically on King's Row. Speedily was playing the Doomfist, which is his kind of bread and butter, and was just getting hard countered left and right. Uh, every time he tried to charge in, he was either getting shield bashed and then trade stunned. Meanwhile, because the fact that uh, Speedily is in the back line, if you get trade stunned in the enemy back line, you're going to die. You're going to die. Um, and he was either getting trade stunned by Malthel on the Doomfist, like punching each other, or Rack Attack the shield bash. Um, really just not having kind of the, the performance that we know we can on the Doomfist. We did see it kind of come back in Oasis, specifically on University. I, mem I remember he got some pretty good value, but uh, that was a particularly like, tough matchup for him. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, over on uh, Oasis, Doge basically turned it around. Um, City Center, it was super close. It was like... I think 99 to zero and then Doge takes it, takes it back up to 99 and they battle it out. And, uh, and then they go over to uh garden and absolutely dominate garden, like hundred to zero. Like once they took the point, it just, there wasn't even any contest. Really. There was a couple times where um, Odyssey had the numbers, but Doge, disengaged came in at a new angle waited for people to get back um but never allowed them to get the full 
three points to take uh, take control. Uh, Doge was able to control the tempo of Garden and just absolutely run shop. And then you go over to University, and like you said, we saw a little bit more out of Speedily there. Um, they played the patience game. They knew when to disengage, uh, how to take angles. So we saw them play a little bit different than what we saw them playing on King's Row, where they were just absolutely getting shut down. Uh, it was nice to see. But then things get worse when we go over to Route 66. Like it was, it was up and ups and downs for for Doge in this matchup. That was for sure. Yeah, and again, what it came down to again was both supports dying first for Team Doge. Mm -hmm. Vulcan got both of those picks this time around in what would have been the final fight. Um, meanwhile, on the place where they were able to try to, I think they almost first point held as well, but I think it's where it came down to, um, there was just a really messy fight on Team Doge's defense to try to get the first point hold even farther up. Um, they left, who was it? I think it was Malfell on the Tracer. They left him alive. Um, and he was just kind of got like one or two extra picks. Then you had uh, the Wrecking Ball coming back. I think Vulcan ended up playing that. Um, maybe Rhino did. You had like the Wrecking Ball come back. You had the other Fast Heroes come back. They were able to just kind of snowball after that. They just didn't quite have the coordination um, to clean up the returning heroes and kind of just got burnt out by it. Um, losing pretty handedly on Route 66 to kind of be the nail in the coffin. Yeah, um, and one of the things that gave Mal or uh, gave Odyssey that win was on uh, Doge's attack. Doge breaks through kind of that first choke point where the the little overhang is. They're they're coming around the diner, um, looking like it's gonna be good. They're gonna get it all the way up to the front, but then Malthiel comes all the way up that kind of side behind the. Uh, uh, the road sign heading up to the the tunnel that leads back to the attacker spawn and just solo blades a fox in the back line which then takes out the uh immortality field because a fox is playing bap which leads to i believe it was when uh vulcan who, who was playing the uh the Arisa for odyssey that's the Rhino, the 14-year-old tank god. That leads to Rhino picking... Um, I'm just... I'm horrible with names today. Uh, the Brig for Doge, which... I've been OG. OG. Um, and just absolutely shuts them down. And they still had plenty of time to finish out from where the cart was stopped to get it to the door but at that point they just seemed like they were boomed it was like two minutes i think that they still had to try to push for that last little bit and they were unable to um and then just real quick going back to oasis for odyssey uh that 99 to 99 comes on the back of vulcan initiated the stall was able to stall long enough for Luca Mino to get back on the um, the Lucio. And he just literally danced around the point. Doge was un unable to kill him. 
Uh, he was able to stay up for long enough for Rack Attack to get back on Brig, who had a rally, pops the rally, keeps himself and Luke Amino up long enough for the rest of the team to get back, and then they absolutely just start just systemically picking out one by one each member of Doge. Uh, they had no business winning that map whatsoever. Um, but that comes on the back of just key stalls and ultimate usage, which showed Odyssey had a little bit better uh, team coordination at points. Uh, you could tell that they were playing a little more confident with their alts and everything. Uh, but again, it was a fun match. The The previous one was a fun match to watch too. Uh, it's not very often that we saw Doge losing the way that they did to a team that we've never heard of. Not a team that we've never yeah. heard of, players that we've never really heard of. Yeah. And it's it kind of came down both times to just unable to clean up the fights. It just when it get got messy and chaotic, Odyssey came out uh and just withstanded or withstood the uh the pressure and were able to kind of win the scrappy fight. So I guess that's kind of where Team Doge are starting to to really show. It's just like when it comes to the clutch moments, the support line is dying earlier than it should and they're unable to clean up the staggers so um unlucky to see hopefully team doge get the redemption here um but now we do have a new kind of king of na for at least the time being that's team slept on so um relatively newer roster we know most of these names but like it's a com new combination for all of these players um new coaches too gods and fact fiction never cat uh coached before i don't believe at least in a professional true capacity um and sure enough they just did really really solid so good for showing uh meanwhile in eu some things will just never ever change <laughs> Up i was bracket, really hoping British for this hurricane. one or go ahead I, I was saying i was really hoping for this one to go differently but i kind of figured it wasn't going to it's nice to know that like NA may be completely just throughout the throughout the script, but EU will always just be perfectly scripted. Um, British Hurricane in the upper bracket take out Sheer Cold 2-0. Obey Alliance take out Ex Oblivion 2-1, putting British Hurricane in the grand finals against Obey. Ooh, they 3-0, making British Hurricane the best team in EU for like the third year, basically. They're yep. just consistently at the top. So then down in the lower brackets, we see Sheer Cold falling to Young and Beautiful 2-1. Ex Oblivion taking out Shoes Money Crew 2-0, setting up uh, Young and Beautiful versus Ex Oblivion. Young and Beautiful take that 2-1, giving us uh, the lower bracket final of Obey Alliance versus uh, Young and Beautiful, and Obey take that 2-0. So that, uh, that Obey Alliance roster is looking pretty good, except for when they got to go up against British Hurricane, but that's basically any team when it comes to EU. Yeah. So not, no, not to be uh, too down on them in that case, but uh, Obey locking in that second seed for uh, next, well, the August Contenders tournament, so. And Obey Alliance is the former Raspberry Racers roster. I think they got picked yep. up by a smaller org. Here's what that was. Yep, by a by an NA org. Oh, right, right, right. We talked about that last week. I yeah. Just... How how those NA orgs love picking up those EU rosters and leaving them in EU. Yep. We do we. Oh, you copied the NA ones. I thought we both copied this. Or we both put the same version of both trials. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I threw in the EU one. 
Um, so I'll break down NA to start. We got trials coming up this next week, as we mentioned, starting Monday, ending Friday. Um, we'll try to catch a couple of the, the bigger matches here to find out who is going back into contenders. Um, Group A is a little bit more clean, I think, of like who we think is going to win. That's Kratos, Lunaris, Nocturnal, Uprising, Academy, and then who seems most likely to win. Actually, the Triumph may not make it. They they had a really rough showing. Um, Triumph and Senate Esports are kind of rounding out Group A. Um, yeah, like we said, we're hoping... I'm hoping Scion and Triumph make it out to kind of keep it all understood of who is good and who is bad as but long as uprising there. as long as uprising academy stays down there at the bottom i don't care all is right with the world all is right i make a lot of trials uh on the group b side this is the group of death man we got comically large crosshair karasuno malibu noble regen and revival revival continuing to just not do great like they have the best marketing and branding and all of tier two basically and it's not a bad roster like if you look no, at the roster it's having a good roster. bad results over and over and over so unlucky to see um but i'm hoping it turns out karmic large crosshair and karasuno but malibu is probably gonna take it over karasuno i'm thinking i guess it depends whether or not ice ends up leaving malibu because i think if ice leaves malibu it might be the or not Malibu. Team is Ice on again? Yeah, Ice was on Malibu. Oh, see, so he has officially left then, because he's no longer on. Was he? I didn't see him. I don't. See, he's not actually on the roster. Yeah, if you if you go to Ice, his last uh, match play. Oh, maybe he's was, just drinking. It, was it says Malibu he's versus comically large crosshair. Oh. Yeah. But I it, yeah, he bring it in for him then. Yeah, he goes from second win to Maryville, so maybe it was just a ringer for that uh, that series. Yeah, but then, but interesting group B. Uh... I like. I'll I'll one hundred percent say comically large crosshair gets out. But then outside of that, uh, Karasuno Noble. Malibu, any one of those three could reliably take that second spot. Um, I really like. Here's the thing. If we look at, let me pull them up. Revival is Aspire, Wub, Salty, Niche, Moopy, Aspen, and Liar. There is zero reason why this team should not be in the top two. Yeah. That's a I, good roster, dude. I, like a talented roster of talented people. I want revival in that top two. I just don't yeah. know if I can place them there, and it's, it's depressing. It's really. But depressing. then, like Karasuno asking far J Caro Finzi provide Gustav, though we don't know whether or not provide can even play. So yeah. there's a whole bunch of shenanigans happening with that, where he's been tweeting like we don't know if he's even banned or not. So yeah. Because one uh, second they say he's good, that. one second they say he's banned. And yeah. Well, and far being off of the roster now, we don't know who the other DPS is. Yeah. For Karasuno. Right. So well, that's... there's S9M, MM was on the roster. Oh, Sam. On the roster. Yeah. That is right. Sure. They did pick up Sam for that. Um, Yeah. Like, Group B is, is so 
man, it's a stacked group, that's for sure. I think we'll Absolutely. have some of our best matches coming out of Group B. So uh, we'll have to wait and see what gets broadcasted, and then we'll cover those matches. But then uh, over in EU, Group A, we've got uh, Team Visility, uh, uh, Angry Titans, uh, ASMR Esports. Wow, that's that's really that's that's a, that's a thing. That's that's a thing. Sheer Cold, Stop Toxicity, Vasta Gaming, and Vox Nihila. Um, I don't know enough about EU to throw out predictions, so I'm not even going to attempt to throw out predictions. I'm just going to say, other than assume that it's Angry Titans carried by Vizilla, because I don't know anyone else on this roster besides Doggo. That's exactly what I was going to say. To be consistently pretty solid, so we're hoping that they get in as well. Yep, I was going to say the uh, Vizility show should make it out, uh, and then over in Group B we have O1 Esports avoided Samsung Morning Stars Shoes Money Crew EU Team. Tibutan? Yep, that sounds close enough. That, I I don't I'm I'm not from around that place. So, uh and then the ultimates. Um just going on name power, I'm going to go avoided Samsung. Uh, I I want to say we got the ultimates in there because there's some Monk Mudda, Henningsen, Chalky Milk, as well as Blackwatch Report alumni when he was still on Yala Esports Antigon. And oh, then Kasar, really? who I've heard was pretty good as well. Yeah, I just like saw a tweet from him. He's like still continuing on the list. They like, just kind of in and out through relevancy. So it's always weird to see just like some players we talked to years ago still continuing and grinding out. So just yeah, randomly Quite popping up. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and there's there's actually a lot of names on the ultimates that I know. Yeah. Huh. Well, might have to check out uh, the monkey bubble stream except i can't watch anything eu live because it's always like while i'm at work so that's unlucky i gotta go back and catch the vods but i think that's a show first sunday show leading into trials um we kind of gave our generalized predictions this is a Trials is the round robin, so everybody will kind of face off against everybody throughout the week. And then top two make it into contenders. Uh, middle two stay in trials. And then the bottom two go down to, I believe, um, open division. How, how exactly does that work? For open division? Yeah, because I thought they'd go down to open division finals, but... It's a tournament bracket now, so I don't know. I'll have to look into that and see exactly how that yeah. plays out because it's it's weird now. I like it. I like it a whole lot more than them playing for six weeks against random teams based on map wins and all kinds of weird stuff. Nope, just set up a giant 150-team tournament bracket and let them go at it. <laughs> Yeah, it works out so much better. Um, that's it for the show, Kyle. Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at Kyle the Winner on Twitter and the High Noon Podcast Discord as well. Uh, come chat with all the hosts, and it's rather interesting to see what uh, hot takes come from the community at different times by different teams. Yes, you can find me over on Twitter at Thorn Rain. Uh, when I do stream i stream right here on the black watch port uh twitch channel 
if you are an audio listener, you can stop by that Twitch channel, hit the follow button. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, that means you have a Twitch Prime. We are affiliates. You can hit the subscribe button for free. And if you want to help out completely free, head over to one of the podcatchers, iTunes, whatever you may listen to us on. Leave us a review. Send it in. We'll read it live on the show and give you your due shout-outs. But other than that, you can follow the show over on Twitter at Blackwatch Report. No O in the report. You can email the show, blackwatchreport at gmail.com, and follow the show right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash blackwatchreport. We record live Sundays, 6 p.m. Eastern. Our intro music is an original piece by our own Mr. Kyle Wynn. This has been a High Noon production. You can find all of our shows over at highnoonpodcast.com and come and chat with all of the hosts on the Discord that Kyle was just talking about over at discord.me slash highnoonpodcast. And with that, Blackwatch out. <laughs>